before the shutdown I thought things were good between us we were getting along he was helping out more we were fine as we got deeper into the shutdown he would start acting funny there would be days where he wouldn't answer our facetimes and he would just be acting very weird <laughs> coming to find out it was because he was spending more time with BM number one spending the night and he just couldn't tell me he his way of I guess putting distance between us would be not answering my calls nor facetiming his daughter I decided that I would be the bigger person and I would bring my child to him single-handedly that was the worst mistake so a little bit of backstory Alani always was sensitive to lots of things. She would consistently get thrush. And to those who don't know what thrush is, it's like yeast that forms in a tongue because of bottles or the breast. It was, it was just like the bacteria and that the milk formed on the bottle. For some reason which is no, no doctors know, this yeast will communicate with your vagina, like with their vagina, and sometimes they would like break out into like little hives in the, in the private area. So this would happen to Alani. My child's father was informed of that. I don't think he really understood it. I mean, he never went with me to her doctor's appointment. She, he never spoke to my doctor. He didn't go to checkup, so he didn't know. So that weekend that my child was there, she had a rush. I sent her with the cream and I sent her with the medicine so that it could go away. Because literally from one day to the next, it would go away with the medication. I don't know if he gave it to her, whatever the case was. So... That was Friday when I dropped her off. Saturday night, I was laying in my bed, ready to go to bed, and he sent me a text and said, hey, why does she have this there? After I get that, I get a call. And he says, my mom asked Alani if her butt was hurting and she said such and such touched her. My fucking heart sank. He implied that my child was getting molested. And he said that my two-year-old child formed a sentence saying that somebody was touching her. Mind you, at this time... 
Alani was just learning how to speak. Her first language was Spanish because my parents don't speak English. Her babysitter that she was with for most of the time because I was always working didn't speak English. So how did she, as a two-year-old, form this sentence? So he started saying that it was my fucking fault that he was going to take her to a hospital to get her could get her checked out because he swore by it that she had gotten sexually abused. I was so hurt. Like, how could he think that? And I know that it happens, but I knew my child enough. I knew my family enough to know where this did never happened. My child was never alone with whom he implied that did that to her. I had just taken her to the doctor. Any little thing that was or I felt concerned about, I would run to the doctor because I was that mom. I was so cautious about everything in her health, anything that could happen to her or potentially be happening to her because I wanted to protect my child because I knew that these things were out there. So I was still in my pajamas. I told my mom I had to go because he was saying that such and such was molesting my child and he was taking her to the hospital. I was pushing almost 100 from Houston to Waco. And for those who don't know, Waco is about three and a half hours from Houston. I was so scared because at, at this point, when I told him I was on my way, he stopped answering my calls. He wouldn't text me. And the little bit that he would text me would be cur cursing me out as if this shit really had happened. So I was so scared. Like, I literally peed on myself. And I swear that I smelled like pee when I got to that hospital. When I got to the hospital, I told them that I was here for my daughter. I had just came from Houston. They had to go ask for permission from her father for me to be in the room with her. When I go into the room, my child was asleep. I laid next to her, and he was just fucking degrading me. You fucking bitch. This is all your fault. I couldn't defend myself because he said that I was fucking lucky that he even let me into the room with my daughter. A couple of minutes passed. The cops got my statement because the cops were called, which, I mean, that's protocol, so I understand. And... I showed them the, the threatening messages that he was sending me because I told them that I didn't feel comfortable. They said that they couldn't take him out the room because he was the one who was filing the report. So he, they told me just to not talk to him. After that, my two-year-old daughter was sent to get a rape kit performed on her. My baby was screaming when they swapped her. Screaming. You could hear her from outside of the door. And all he said was, this is your 
your fault, you fucking bitch. They told us that. It would take a couple of days to... It would take a couple of days to get the, the results back. And then in the meantime, we could take her home. So I drove back to Houston with her. That was the worst day of my life. My mom was shattered. My family was literally ripped apart on Monday a CPS social worker called me saying that they were doing an investigation and that they needed medical records they needed to talk to her pediatrician they needed to talk to the person that the allegation were against they needed to come see my home And how Alani was living. All of this shit was so much. Long story short, it was proven that nothing had ever happened to my daughter. There was no signs of abuse. Nothing had ever happened. So it never took place. So once he got the letter in the mail saying that it never happened, he never apologized. He literally turned my fucking life upside down to never say sorry. And I get it. As a parent, you don't ever want to think that that's happening to your child. I get it. You go and you and you do what you have to do to protect your child. I don't blame him for that. Nobody blames it for blames him for that. But how he handled things and how he never apologized to me to my family members that was fucked up it was so freaking hurtful to see my mother in tears destroyed so after that I was so literally like I was living in a dream I felt like everything was a haze like I was just floating I felt like I was floating because it was so surreal that this was happening. I went to the doctor because ever since I met him, I would get bacterial vaginosis. And ladies, if you having sex with somebody and your pH level just gets thrown off, he's fucking someone else. He was always fucking somebody else. So my pH would always get thrown off. So because I was so hysterical of, of, you know, what was happening with the whole CPS thing, I didn't get a chance to go to the doctor. When it was all over, I went to the doctor and they did a urine test. They asked why I was there. I told them that I've gotten BV before, so I knew it was BV because... The symptoms were all the same. So she said, honey, you're also pregnant. Bro, (laughs) what the fuck? What in the actual fuck? I'm fucking pregnant? Like, what? They told me that I had to go to my OB 
because the pregnancy protein was high. So it meant that I was, I've been pregnant for a while. I went to the doctor and it's like everything was just coming at me like all at once. They couldn't find the baby in my uterus. It was an ectopic pregnancy. I had to get a medically induced abortion because obviously I I had to eject the failed pregnancy. That was so hard for me to even come to terms with. At the end of the day, it was my stupid mistake. I didn't learn the first time. But now I felt like it was my fault. Like I did something wrong. That this baby was never going to see day of light. And obviously, logically, it was like that from the beginning. But to truly try to understand that, it fucks with you. It messes up your mental health. So I remember that I tried to forgive him, you know, for what he did. I made excuses for him because I still loved him. So I was looking for his support. I told him that, you know, I ha- it was they couldn't find the baby. It was in one of my fallopian tubes. I would have an abortion to eject the pregnancy. And he said, okay, that he was there for me. So the weekend that I took the pills, he was nowhere to be found. I was literally bleeding. He was nowhere to be found. Come to find out, he was on some little honeymoon camping trip slash birthday trip with baby mama number one. So while I was going through this traumatic, another traumatic experience, he was with his baby mama number one on a trip. When he came back from the trip, obviously he lied. He said he was with his friends. He said that he had figured out that he wanted to make things work, that he wanted his family. He would right his wrongs, and I believed it. I was so fucking broken that I believed it. When I found out that he lied, because you know, when a woman goes digging, she's gonna find something. When I found that he was with her, Everything just fell apart all over again. I distanced myself from him. I started dating. Then 2021 came. Started therapy. I decided that I no longer wanted to hold on to this hurt. That I wanted to live without him being the center of my world. Because I had a child, so... I needed to put her first for her sake, for my sake. I just needed to heal from not only the trauma that he put me through, the trauma that I lived when I was a little girl. I (laughs) literally, I had an attachment bond 
to my child's father. When I met him, we bonded over trauma. He had known for weeks. He knew for weeks that he was having a child. So that was his trauma. Even though he lied to me. I like <laughs> to think about this and to actually say this now is like, oh my God, everything makes so much fucking sense. He knew for weeks, but he fed me the bullshit that he, they had barely found out. So yeah, that was his trauma. And my trauma was that my father, my father during this time was in Mexico. So it was really hard for me to maintain my education and fend for myself through college. So that was my trauma. So we bonded over that. I kept trying to make things work with him because I felt like that's all I could do. I was trying to get the validation and approval that I didn't get from my father growing up. Tried to salvage something that was never meant to be salvaged. That was broken from day one. So fast forward to the summer of 2021. Again, like I said, these cycles continued where I was in love, we tried to work things out, thought we were good, then bam. So I found out that a little Mr. Player had a whole girlfriend. Meanwhile, he was trying to work things out with me. A whole fucking girlfriend. In that time, I, uh, he had a family reunion, so he took my child to New Orleans. He came back. He was all lovey-dovey. We obviously had sex. <laughs> I don't learn my lesson. Aren't y'all mad? Because I am freaking mad at my own self that I was still fucking this man, and he was doing all this shit. He had a whole fucking girlfriend. So I found out he had a girlfriend. He fucking denied it. Then he finally admitted to it. And fucking bam. He moved in with her the next week. He had been looking for jobs because he said that his business was just not going good. So he needed a job so that he can get benefits for himself and for his children. So he found a job in Dallas. Which, to this day, I'm not going to lie, I'm petty and I throw it in his face. If you wanted to make this work, if you've been away from your child from since you moved back after you graduated, why didn't you try to look for a job in Houston? Obviously, because he went to Dallas to chase after this girl. Which, to this day, he denies he says it, it's not true. He didn't go to Dallas to chase for after a girl. But like, come on now. You found a job. You moved in with her. Fucking make make it make sense. Because the math ain't mathin'. Y'all like, I took that shit so hard. Because I could not understand. I literally could not understand why he was doing that shit to me. Why he fed me all these lies but I had a whole girlfriend. Like, I've always been the other bitch. I'm always his option. 
So I literally became so fucking depressed. And I talk about it in my pregnancy story. I did not want to get out of bed. I didn't want to live because I felt like my heart had just gotten taken off. And who suffered for that? My child. My best friends, Brianna and Jesse, literally pulled me through it. I found myself. I said, you know what, this is enough. I'm going to do better. So in August, he came because I found out he had a girlfriend in July. In August, he came for Alani's first day of school. And he said that he was no longer with the girl. And I hate myself because I was doing so good. Like in a month, I, I really made big strides. I was doing so good. And he said that he was no longer with her. It's like I, I let my guard down again and I let him in again. But because now I felt like I was wiser than I was before, I still didn't allow him to, to you know, get too close to me. So in November, one day, <laughs> I remember I had had breakfast with one of my old coworkers and somebody kept calling me. So I left her house and I have, again, premonitions. I had this bad fucking feeling. Like I, I felt like a knot in my chest. So I came home and I was laying on my bed. And this number kept calling me. I was like, what the fuck? So a little bit back backtrack. Before I found out that he had a girlfriend, I remember one time he showed me, because he wasn't answering the phone, so he sent me a picture of him being in front of some apartments, and he said it was his cousin. It was his cousin apartment. And on that picture, you could see, of course, the background of the apartments, but also a phone number on his airplay on, on his, in his car. So he you could see his favorites. And it was a 469 number, which was a Dallas area code. And something told me to call it, but I never did. Because, again, when you go digging, you find something. So I left it alone, and I kind of knew that you know, I had a gut feeling that he was talking to somebody else. So I left it alone. And then that's when in November, I get this call. So I got a text saying, like, why am I playing on the phone? Um, I answered the phone and she was like, the girl was like, oh, well, I keep getting calls from this number. I was like, girl, I'm not calling you. Like, you know how when you get scam like calls and they use numbers like yours so I was like it's, it has to be something like that so she was like oh, okay well you know I keep getting calls whatever so I didn't put two and two together but like I said my intuition is on fucking point that I literally was like wait that fucking number seems familiar so I go through all of the pictures that he's ever sent me and what the fuck do I find 
the fucking numbers match. Oh my god. I texted and I said, "Hey, are you I I'm, I don't know who's calling you, but are you the girl who who was dating, you know, my baby daddy?" She said, "Oh, so it is you." Uh. <laughs> if you think this is bad, just wait for part 3 because it only gets worse, <laughs> not better. <laughs> Fucking worse. <laughs> Take some time for the be alright.